welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Double Dose of Disney podcast. As always, my name is Brittany, and I am joined here by my Disney history loving husband, Tony. For the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been mentioning different ways to get excited for your Disney vacation because it's the best way to do a Disney vacation is to start living in the magic of it from like the moment you book. So today's episode, we decided to share a few of our favorite ways to live in the magic from of Disney from the very start. We kind of like always aim to live our lives in the Disney magic, even when we're separated from it, you know? Oh, I know. Living in the Disney bubble, I think a lot of people say what they really don't... Maybe they don't really fully understand it. Right. Or at least they don't live it. Right. And living it's a lot funner. Yeah, Especially no, definitely. Out of the COVID season where we got involved in the Disney bubble and out of the the real world. Right. There's a lot you can do but to stay like like you're in the park without being in the park. Yeah. Looking and forward to your next trip. What all, what, what can you do? How can you stay there? How can you be in that place without actually being there and spending your money in the park? Right. And like, wanna, you know, like... um. Whether it's like your first trip or your hundred trip, I remember before our first trip, we would like we lived in the magic of Disney by the like just by planning our trip. Or I remember Disney Plus had just come out, and so we were watching Disney movies, like all of those things, you know. And and so it's like whether it's your first trip or your hundred trip, living in the magic of a Disney vacation as soon as you begin, like as soon as you have it booked, is so much fun because you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. That if you're not kind of like living in the magic of a vacation from the start, it's not as exciting. Well, you're just, it's like any other trip you're going to the coast. You're there, it's gone, right. it's gone, whatever. It, it, you know, that's the whole point of, and Disney, Disney has you because they have you when you're not there, when you are there. True. Because you're planning ahead for so long. That's the whole point. You're planning for so long, looking forward to it. So you're, you're just there all the way to, I and mean, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. The dining you have to go out in advance for. There's you have to get, there's planning that needs to be done or should be done. Yeah. And it makes it for a better trip because you actually kind of understand what's going on. You're not just, you know, shaking the head cut off the whole time. No, I totally agree. And I think that, um, like, what you said, you always say, you know, like, if you go to Disney and you don't immerse yourself in it before you get there, you're not going to enjoy the trip as much. And I think that that's so true. So whether it's, like, your first trip you can take some of these tips to heart and kind of start incorporating them into your life now and get excited for your vacation. Or maybe it's your your fifth trip and you're like, I've never really done any of these things before. You can incorporate them and start living in that magic. Well, if not, all you're doing is looking at it at face value of, okay, this uh, is really expensive. This is a, a theme park and it's, it's based on Mickey. Right. Whether you're going with a couple or with a family of, you know, a bunch of kids it can be the best trip either way, no matter what. Everyone says, oh, you got kids. It's not going to be as fun. It's going to be stressful, blah, blah, blah. We're going to change the theory on that one. And we've heard plenty of people already have. It's just how you look at it, how you view it, what you do, especially if it's not your first trip. Maybe it's your first trip, it might be stressful because you're trying to do as much as you can. Right. From our perspective, we've been a few, t- quite a few times. We don't have to do everything. Right. But at the same time, yeah, like with some of the stuff we're going to talk about, if you don't know anything about anything, you can't appreciate anything. Yeah. You just go into it and you're like, oh, okay, I'm in this in, this entire place that's themed around Mickey Mouse, which it's a, not a that. Six hour line and this line sucks. Right. It's like, well, you don't know what's around you, what's, what, you can, <laughs> what you can look at. Yeah. Who, who made this? There's secret little gems and things, little you know, Easter eggs. There's hidden Mickey. I mean, if you don't know, you just don't know. 
Yeah. And like you, like we always say, like Disney does detail on every single touch. And what Tony touched on a little bit ago was that when we first went to Disney, we've talked about it before in the podcast, right after we got back from our first trip, it was like the whole world shut down. And, um, we had spent five days in the Disney bubble. And if you don't know, the Disney bubble is what like Disney guests call it on property or I guess maybe what Disney would call it on property. I've never heard Disney call it that, but it's like, once you go under the gates of Walt Disney world, the like everything else doesn't have to exist like you're just on vacation you're just creating these magical memories you're in the parks and you're immersed in all of the theming and the details and that's what Disney does so well so we try to live our every single day like that um whether we're at home whether we're in the parks like all of those things and obviously it's a little bit more of a challenge when you're at home as a give and take but um always having a trip on the books is something that helps us and also like Tony touched on that's kind of like the whole aim of this podcast of the content that we're going to start creating is to change the narrative of, yeah, it's not as fun if if you have kids or it's going to be stressful or all of these negative things. It doesn't have to be like that. It's just fixing your gaze on what you want your vacation to be and getting the most out of it and getting the most out of your life. Yeah. Like you talk about going, like when you used to be Magical Express. Right. When you got, when you got there, boom, it's like. True. we're intentional on turning our phones off and like everyone says now, oh, you can't not be on your phone. Well, it's different now because you're, you're looking yeah. at the apps. You're still immersed in Disney. We both own our own businesses. So we know what it's like to be on our phones all the time. And the, it trains you. So when you're not at Disney, you can be like, okay, obviously we're on our phones as much as possible when we need to be, but then we know how to turn it off. Right. And we get, we you know, get immersed in Disney throughout the day or whatever it is, basically to stay in a place of not just being stressed out yeah and and yeah exactly like like yeah do you have to be on your phone for genie plus yes but did you have to be on your phone to get fast passes in the past too yes you did so it's it's all up to like whatever you want it to be and you don't have to do any of those things you could completely put your phone down and and disconnect one of our rules is that like when we're in the parks or something like we're not checking emails we're not checking text messages we're um like not doing any of that we're not responding to text messages we're not doing any of that maybe at the end of the night we will I think my biggest thing personally um, is the hardest thing is like trying to film stuff or like capture things for later, but also still having fun. Um, But one of my goals for this year was to really kind of be authentic and unesthetic with content, but just like if there's mistakes in it, like let's roll with it and just be like as authentic as possible. So you ready to get into how to live with Disney magic? A first point. What? I don't have any more. Number one. one. First point, begin with the history. So Walt Disney, there's so much history within the Walt Disney, within Walt Disney World, within the Walt Disney Company, and within Walt Disney himself. Um, One of our favorite things is to watch the Imagineering series on Disney+. Plus. I think we've watched that probably like no less than like four or five times. Um, also there's a series called behind the attraction. What I'll do is I'll create like, um, I'll create story slides of each of these things. So it kind of like saves to like Instagram and I'll save it to a highlight on our double dose of Disney fam. But, um, there's so much history to Walt Disney world, whether it's a series, whether I've read different books on Walt Disney, um, knowing the history and kind of helps you to appreciate the details. Like for example, when you're walking down main street, USA, all those, names on the windows of Main Street USA aren't just like random names. Those are names of um, fictitious companies that were used to help buy the land that Walt Disney World exists on or like legendary Imagineers. Like the every, there's detail in everything. Yeah. And 
we maybe talk about a little bit Imagineers, like in right in the Imagineering series. That's another like key, like Joe Rody, like the guy who basically made Disney World. Not really, but Animal Kingdom. A lot of it. You mean Animal so, Kingdom? Animal Kingdom. I mean, I'm just saying he did a lot. Yeah, he did way more than that. But just you know, knowing when you're walking, oh, like, oh yeah, you know, Joe Rody did this. They got you know like. Everything in these parks wasn't made at Walmart. Like, right. all this stuff was brought in, or it was, you know, made from people who were from those countries and certain parts. Like the, um, like, like the roofs and stuff. Or the, from Nepal. Which is knowing and understanding, especially when you're, when you're there and you do have to wait in the lines. Like, it gives you something to look at. Yeah. Connect back to, like, knowing what's going on. Yeah. And, like, like in Epcot, um, in the Norway Pavilion, the roof on top of one of the buildings has grass on top of it because that's how it is in Norway and they brought Norwegian like landscapers over to help plan it like those are details you're not going to get anywhere else it's like a pet peeve of mine to say that Disney is a theme park is it technically yes but it's also technically its own two cities so like there's so much detail and everything you can't just say oh Disney is a theme park and learning these things like beginning with the history of Walt Disney World would help you know that it just, like I said, just seeing it when you go in person, like when you see it on shows like or you just understand it, whatever, you get it. But then, then you actually get to go there and see it in person. Even though you already see it and you're like, oh, okay, here's that, you know, it was blah, blah, blah. Just like it connects right. all these dots and it just like, it makes for a more enjoyable trip because you're not just looking at everything like I said, at, probably say about at face value, you're just looking yeah. at You know, you get to appreciate it and then, oh, okay, cool. Now we get to get on the ride. Yes. Or whatever. So, like, watch the Imagineering series on Disney Plus. Watch Behind the Attraction on Disney Plus. One of my favorite shows to watch is One Day at Disney. That's not going to give you the history of Disney World necessarily or the Disney Parks or Disney as a company, but it will show you kind of like the way that the Disney company as a whole operates. And I think that's really cool. Um, there's also two, like the secrets of Disney's animal kingdom. I think that's the name of the series. It's on Disney plus two. Um, and that one just kind of gives you a behind the scenes look at the animals at animal kingdom, how they're taking care of and stuff. So those things kind of just draw you in more to being a part of Disney world. We're talking about all of this. We're talking about the parks. We didn't even talk about the whole fact that like the whole reason this thing's here is you got to go learn about Walt. Right. That's well, yeah. Where it starts, and that's where you can shed a tear every once in a while. <laughs> or every single day. Like if you need to go understand what he kept, he went through and where Mickey Mouse came from, that's where it, like that you bring it back. That's where you're like really <laughs> appreciate, and then it gets to the parks. Yeah. And then it gets to the Imagineers. Like but before that, there was nothing. True. Go learn all the anything you can about him and the videos on him. Like that's where that's the there's that really cool documentary you and I watched it one time on Walt when he went. Do you remember when he went to like South America? He went to Brazil. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put that on Instagram too. That was a really cool documentary. And it talks about like um, like the Three Caballeros, and, which is a ride at Epcot. Um, and or like different things like that that Walt really drew from. And the whole, like Tony said, the whole reason Walt doesn't want to exist is because it was one man's dream to have a theme park that wasn't like just like the Nazi carnival rides. Um, like he says, the ones that, that, you're, that you're, you know... The fathers can enjoy with their daughters right. like, at the same time, not just watching them have fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, if you don't know, words. Walt's um, original vision for Disneyland came from he was sitting on a park bench on a Saturday. He would take his daughters out on Saturdays um, 
to like go spend time with him and he was sitting on a park bench watching them ride the carousel and he was like there has basically there has to be a better way there has to be a way to create a park that um a place where I can enjoy time with my daughters and so he first told his wife Lillian Lillian was like you're crazy he was like nope keep doing it and everyone said he was crazy and so he created Disneyland and then Disneyland was extremely successful and they sought out to do Disney World and um there's also a exhibit and a show in one Hollywood Studios. Dream. Yeah, Hollywood, One Man's Dream. Currently not showing. No, so a, a One Man's Dream is in Hollywood Studios. It's like a walkthrough exhibit, kind of like a museum. And then at the end, there's usually a show called, it's called One Man's Dream, right? And it's narrated by Julie Andrews. Um, and you'll shed a tear when you watch it, or five. Um, but right now it's not showing. It's being replaced by like a preview for um, the Percy Jackson series on Disney+. Plus. But hopefully it's back whenever we go. In a few weeks. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I cannot believe they're trying to... They do that apparently sometimes. Boost something. Uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, they do you know, that apparently sometimes. They're going to be in Disney World again. They're going to miss that show. That's true. Yeah, I, I feel like personally that show should be a precursor to getting into the parks. You have to go to One Man's Dream. You have to walk through it to be able to understand Disney World, to be able to go to the parks, and you have to go to Hollywood Studios first. That's my personal opinion. Okay, number two. B. Start fam- <laughs> start familiarizing yourself with the parks and attractions. So once you kind of have the history down of Walt Disney World, then like as you're beginning to immerse yourself in your vacation, spend time familiarizing yourself with the parks and attractions. I remember I can be very type A and I remember when we were planning our first trip, I printed out maps of every single park and I looked at all the attractions. I also got, there's books called like the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. Um, and those books will give you like a really good idea of the descriptions of each attraction and all of those things. So I kind of wrote down and it also will break down too, like this attraction is going to be good for this age group. Um, and it broke down too. So I knew which, which attractions we wanted to prioritize and then watching. Yeah, you, ba- you basically have to, if you have kids, cause you gotta, you gotta know which ones they can right. go for one. And just from yourself with the parks, well that, and also like the, the hotels, like logistically speaking, you gotta know, and, That's true. And you'd like to know where everything is located. I'm still learning that, looking at a map, like where everything is exact, where, which hotel is the, where, like knowing like just where you're going, where yeah. you're at, how long it takes to get places, and should we do this or that, like. That's huge, and most people learn that like, like that's like five years down the road, unless you because you shoes for a living. But <laughs> I'm still looking at the map, like, okay, this is actually on that route, right? This one's actually the furthest from this park, like, true. Knowing where you'd want to stay, you know, which parks you're going to be to, you know, at more. So. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, familiarize yourself. Well, familiarize yourself with where the resorts are and what where there is to do at your resort um, that you'll be staying at. Because, like Tony said, like. If you don't know, like, the, um, let's say you're staying at the Contemporary Resort. Contemporary has, like, every single form of transportation there is. But you could also be staying at All Star at the All-Star Resorts, which are just as great, but they only have bus transportation. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, like, if you're staying at, if you know you're going to be want to stay in a Magic Kingdom majority of your days, you're not going to want to stay, you know, at Animal Kingdom Lodge right. or something. Right. You know, just or wherever, you're, you're just knowing where you want to be, what's going to be most convenient. If yeah. Even it, or if you didn't even care, or if you yeah. just be at the hotel because you want to be there. That's true. But at least, like you know, you don't want to get back every single time. Like, man, we should have, you know, wish we'd have known that. True. There's too many of those that happen every time. No, and, and that's true. Like, so, like you, you want to make sure there's so many attractions and so many things to do in each park. I talk about this on TikTok all the time. Like, there's 
more attractions in the parks than what you'll be able to do on your vacation and what you should be able to, what you should push yourself to do. So prioritize the things that are most important to you. One of our favorite attractions, and we've only actually gone to it once, is um, the American Adventure in the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot. That's such a cool show. The animatronics on it are amazing, but we didn't prioritize that on our first trip because we were like, okay, like we want to go and see and do these other things. Or you follow somebody's advice that says it sucks. When True. It's really, you really would enjoy it. Or, or another example of that is dinosaur. Like we love dinosaur in Animal Kingdom, and we didn't. By the way, it's not. You won't get sick. It's not the most terrifying thing. No, world. but For that's little kids and maybe yeah. That's the reason why we didn't we didn't write it. I don't think our first trip. Maybe we did our second trip, but we didn't write it. I know at least the first trip because I thought that it was a simulator attraction that was making people sick. It's not that at all. Like it couldn't be further from the truth. Like Tony said, maybe if you have kids, like little ones, like don't take them on it. But um, we were at the carpool the last time, and they were they looked freaked out. I think only one truly was. Crying. Yeah. There's some. I think they enjoy it. They just well, there's a height requirement for it anyway. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, either way. On that though, another thing is fun to do when you're not at the parks and you're at home. And you got a trip six months later, a year, whatever. Is follow like the advancement of a new ride or one that's gonna. Oh, shut, that's a good one, idea. One that's gonna shut down like right now. Tron finally opened. We haven't we haven't rode it yet, but we were following the following the you know progress. Even our last trip, we were there and just following like you know the Splash Mountain being closed. Followed like the ride. Progress. Yeah, you can go on Disney World's website and there's a page that has like all the refurbishments that are taking place as well as like construction that's happening. And so you can see the construction that's happening. So if you're wanting to do like what Tony said, that's a good idea. I had never thought about well, that. Well, and knowing like, hey, if you want to ride that you, and it's going to be shut down, you better prioritize or you're never going to ride it again. True. That's true. Be done. Yeah, that's true. Number three, immerse yourself in the planning. So when you're going to Disney, there is so much that you can plan on your vacation. This is kind of from the standpoint of you already have your trip booked with like a resort picked out and park tickets. But after that, like that's not the only thing that you can plan or sh- technically really should plan. Um, park pass reservations are no longer for everyone but annual pass holders and cast members, thankfully. But um I would still go into it with like a rough estimate of which parks you're going to go to on which day or have plans for that because then 60 days before your vacation, you're also able to make dining reservations. And dining at Disney, I think, has changed. Wouldn't you agree? Like you don't have to... You don't have to have those dining reservations. It's not as hard because you right. can cancel two day, or two hours before. Yeah. So even when you're there, you can still get something that you couldn't get six months in advance for some reason. But it's a good idea to kind of know like, hey, I want to go here. I always say plan as much as you can on the front end and then you can cancel everything and plan it on the on the, on the the back end, you know? Yeah. For us, dining's huge. Right. We talk about that all, all year long until we go. Yeah. Which restaurants we have been to, which ones we want to try. Which ones are, you know, we're cool if we don't, we're, we're just, you know, if we're going to book something, if it doesn't happen, you know, some that we know we're going to, no matter what, we're going to try because we haven't yet. And there's some we do every single time, no matter what. Like Boathouse, it, that's almost a non-negotiable at Disney Springs. I know, but we don't have a book for this trip. But we also want to try Paddlefish. It's a, it's... And we want to try Shop Art Smith. It's a tricky thing. Yeah, and so I think what we're going to... Sacrifices. Well, <laughs> after we make this podcast, I am going to... I told Tony, I said, while we're watching football this afternoon, it's like wild card weekend. I said, while we're watching football this afternoon, I'm going to sit down and like plan out a little bit of our dining because I really haven't. And like you said, 
you don't have to make your dining reservation 60 days in advance anymore, but it's always a good idea to have some plans. I actually opened up a, a note in my phone earlier that I had made of like from a couple of trips ago saying these are the places that I would like us to dine at uh, or these are the places that we wanted to go. So we had Jico on there for dinner, um, Space 220 Lounge, the Plaza Restaurant, Harambe Market, ABC Commissary, Paddlefish for an Appetizer, Polite Pig, and Topolino's. Gico, we won't go to this trip because we have little ones and we're not taking them to a signature dining location like that. Um, Space 220 Lounge, we've tried going to in the past, but we just weren't able to get into. The Plaza Restaurant is that restaurant that faces the castle. You know where the Plaza yep. is, right? It looks fancy on the outside. Yeah, but we've never been there before. Like, I don't know. They do a brunch too, right? They used to. They used to. And I still like am so sad that we didn't do that. True. That's true. Call it a day. Yeah, that's well, yeah, that's true. But then I also have Harambe Market on there. I don't know why I wrote Harambe Market down. That's like the place that it's in Animal Kingdom in Africa. It has like bowls basically, but I don't think they're as good as Satuli Canteen. ABC Commissary, we always talk about going to. Or next door to that is we've always talked about going to that little Little bar lounge. I'm blanking on it. In Animal Kingdom? Yep. What is it? I have to put it afterwards and blank it out right now. It's the only restaurant, one of the only restaurants we haven't been to there. Oh, Yak and Yeti? Yep. Yeah. Where they do have a limited little pull up bar where you can kind of cruise up there. I think you can get snacks. Yeah, right but now that wouldn't really work with a yeah, stroller. We missed our chance. <laughs> um, uh, ABC Commissary, we always talk about going there, but I am like a ride or die Ronto Roaster fan, so I think maybe we should skip the Ronto Roaster this trip or go to Hollywood Studios. We don't have to skip anything. We just don't have to always eat everything when we go there. That's true. Or we don't have to go to Hollywood. Or we, we can go to Hollywood something. Studios two days. Um, Paddlefish for an appetizer. We have tried going to Paddlefish for an appetizer. This will be our third attempt to go to Paddlefish. Try to go on the roof. The first time, no, the first time, yeah. So if you, if you go to Paddlefish, um, at Disney Springs, you can see be seated upstairs on the rooftop without a reservation. The first time we went up there, it was raining, so they didn't have any chairs out. The second time we went up there, it um was uh. Like, it was, was a private close. event. Yeah, it was a private event, so we didn't get to go. And then I have Plate Pig. We've gone to Plate Pig before for, like, appetizers and just to, like, grab a drink, but we've never actually gotten a full entree there. So um, that is somewhere we want to try this that's trip. A, that's when you have to, no matter what you do, you can, because they have an outside area where you can just kind of get a beer to go and yeah. all their, for all their whiskey, so even you're not getting anything to eat. Yeah, we're kind of throwing around the idea of doing like a budget, like doing a budget night or like what budget friendly night at Disney Springs on our first night if the girls are up for going out. Um, Well, I mean, like if they're good to like put in the stroller and roll over there um, and eating, like possibly doing like polite pig or doing like a progressive dinner at Disney Springs with all quick service locations. So either way, we'll film that. But um, polite pig and then Topolino's. I'm actually looking for a Topolino's reservation for us for this trip for our first character meal with, of course, the girls. They're going to love the food. That's why we're going. (laughs) Yeah. So. As everybody says, it's more upscale. What? Topolino's? The food. Yeah, the food of Topolino's is... It's not just your typical. They have some different... Di- they have like little... Florentine, quiche Florentine, steak and eggs, uh, different things like that. And my favorite thing about it is it's actually cheaper than Chef Mickey's. So why would you go to Chef Mickey's when you can get like a better experience, a better value for your meal at 
um, Topolinos. Um, number four. D. Watch movies that you may be less familiar with that are tied into the parks or resorts. So this kind of goes back to number three, or I'm sorry, number two. You familiarize yourself with the parks and attractions. You then... You have to do all those in every single order that she's talking about too. <laughs> no, you don't. A, B, C, and D. No, but like you... So once you kind of know which, which attractions are in each parks, then you can go on Disney Plus because most of the movies are on Disney Plus. I think all of them are. And watch movies to familiarize yourself with the attraction. For example, when you go to Pandora World of Avatar and Animal Kingdom, if you've never seen Avatar, you just think, well, this is a cool land. So think about it this way. What are the latest... Four rides that have come out. Tron. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Ratatouille. C. And what is the other one? Rise of the Resistance. So you can see that. What was the first one? Tron. Yeah. So like. Yeah. So at or say that Avatar, Tron, like Ratatouille, all these ones. Guardians just, of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. All these that just came out. If you haven't seen the movie, you, you're probably gonna enjoy it. Right. But you're not going to understand anything. No. So it's, if you're getting like 50% of what they put all this work and effort into and detail into in the songs and you're not going to understand anything. Yeah. And I've been making a Tony and I have been working on a list of um, movies you should watch to that go along with the attraction. So I'll share that um, on Instagram too. Like but Tron, I haven't seen that and I know I would probably enjoy the ride. But it, we, it's on Disney Plus. We should watch it. Yeah, even if we don't, you don't even like it. I'm still gonna watch it. No, it's I know. When I ride, when I ride Tron, I know what's going on. Well, for example, the other day we were watching. Um, we started watching Swiss Family Robinson. Um, we, we didn't turned it off, but we got the gist of what we was didn't going finish on. it. No, that used to be one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it in so long. So to walk through the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse at Magic Kingdom, so many people skip over that. I think that I that's a really nobody does a treehouse. Yeah, I think that that's a really cool like walkthrough attraction. Will we go on at this trip, wanting having to like lug two babies on our well, it's not chest? Really going on it, it's actually just walking. We're walking I don't through think it. There's a ramp on there. No, there's not. No, but we'd have to like carry them on it. So like, we want to get just a little leg calf workout. We'll <laughs> strap them on the chest. It's a it. really cool, it's a cool attraction. View, cool view too. Yeah, and then um, just like watching different things like that. Or we've never seen a Bug's Life, but we love the attraction at Animal Kingdom. So I want us to watch a Bug's Life this week. The other day yeah, I watched that one. You could you could actually not watch anything and still get what's going on that one. Yeah, the other day I watched uh, The Princess and the Frog. I hadn't seen that before, and that's such a cute movie. Um, I would say obviously- for the rides, you wanted like as much as you can. Like the ones you haven't seen, like Ratatouille, like that. That one, I guess you probably could too. You could, but Avatar I would. I don't is think one. I, I wouldn't. Wouldn't pass up on the movie. Here's yet. the deal: you could skip out on watching Ratatouille, but you would be bored in the queue, like just like looking at everything. You wouldn't get the details. It goes of back it. to our history one. Like if you don't right. really understand that all, you, you don't appreciate it all. So then, what's the point? Want to go back because you didn't even really you know enjoy it to the fullest it could have been enjoyed the first time. Yeah. So like, or if you're eating at Be Our Guest, maybe consider watching Beauty and the Beast before you go. Like so you know what each of the rooms are like, and it just kind of gives you more detail on it. It's I think it's so much fun to do that, and I well, think we should do point. that leading up to our trip. More point of immersing you in being there. Yeah. Not just. Okay, we're at a part like we're we're in we're in this thing. Yeah, this, this ride, this movie. No, yeah, absolutely. So then you want to go watch the shows, and you want to do kind of a little everything. You're just like, we're just or gonna like do four things, the best rides, and we're gonna eat here for lunch, and be we're gonna go. 
Go back to our resort. Yeah, like um, in Toy Story Land, there's so much detail in Toy Story Land. Like obviously I think everyone's seen Toy Story, but consider watching Toy Story again just because you pick up on so many more details from watching it. Yeah. Number... Yeah, you can go eat there too. Yeah, you can go eat... Yep, and we are eating there on our next trip. Um, Number five, brush up on Disney music. This is actually one of my favorite things. Yeah. More like just understand and listen to anything that you do. No, this is one of my favorite things. I am constantly listening to Disney favorites or Disney hits on Alexa. Like when I'm working throughout the day at Thoughts Playing, I have a record player in my office. There's Disney favorites on that. Um, we were Our girls were listening to this in the womb. Yeah, in the womb. And her, womb. the girls and I listen to it all day. Like while they are, when they're napping, I play the Disney sleep playlist on Alexa, or there's a Christian lullaby playlist that I play, but it's one of the two. And then when they're awake and we're playing, I play the Disney favorites list. So may or may not be walking in our house seeing Let It Go from time to time. <laughs> there's also a Walt Disney World um, playlist on Alexa, and I listen to that too. But if you've never been to the parks before, it's probably more fun to like not listen to those things before you get there. And uh, certain podcasts I've heard, like talking about music wise too, like the Q music. Anything or on the behind the attraction, kind of like the music that's on the rides and the history behind the music. I mean, you can go, you can go deep, not just a face value. You can go deep on this one, like the history of like the music. And yeah. Like, so you got to be kind of nerdy to do that. But no, but like so, like for example, the Sherman Brothers. If you um, go in the attraction, um, small world. No, well, it's a small world. Or if you go on Carousel of Progress in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom, which is one of my favorite attractions, it's like a twenty-minute, um, it's a twenty-minute show, but it's a revolving show. And that's one nobody would go on if you didn't really understand what was going. And on. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, if you don't know the history, you're just gonna be like, "Why would I go on that?" Or you're gonna sit in it and be like, "This is dumb." So what's history? But the um, Carousel of Progress was actually a attraction that was at the World's Fair. Um, and after it was at the World's Fair, it was brought back to Disneyland where it was for a while. And then they transported it to Disney World where it is still at today. So this is something that was like envisioned by Walt. Walt had all these like attractions that he envisioned and he wanted them to go to the World's Fair. So this was sent to the World's Fair. Walt had his hands on it. And it's basically how a family evolves over time. But there's a big sign on my wall right now in my office that says there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And that's the theme song. That's like the the main words in the song the sherman brothers um sang that song wrote that song but the sherman brothers also sang like several like many of the different disney songs um there's actually a documentary all about them on disney plus too so yeah it depends on how deep you want to get into the disney nerddom we obviously are like deep 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 in it but we're not in the hole but we're, we're in the we're like i don't know how much more in the hole we could get we're stepping into the deep. I don't. I don't think we could get any deeper. I mean, this is literally like what I do for a living, what I do for fun. But any other bulletins, thoughts? Not actually, that I can think do. of. What about you? I didn't have actually have. Oh, I figured he would. Uh, I wish you had a couple of those. Me 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 me. These are actually just things that we do. This isn't even like just thought of. Like, oh, you know, these may not be normal. Yeah, this is what we do <laughs> most weeks. Almost every day. So, Fridays. Disney Friday. Typically, we do a Disney Friday. Yep. And we try, as much as we can, to actually make Disney dishes. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. So, the last one we did was, like, the Ratatouille pizza. Oh, we did that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
I have a we've video. Done, I have done, a video uh, of that I'm going to be putting out. Um, I'm, I'm blanking now. We've done we've Ronto ta- roasters. Ronto, we've done tachos. We did tachos when I was pregnant. We did um, all heavy stuff. Yeah, with the Ratatouille pizza actually wasn't heavy, and that wasn't something that came from Disney, but it was just kind of themed around Disney. So that's a good idea. We do Disney fries. We try to make the dishes and try to watch the movie of what we're eating. True. I mean, but we're not very deep in this thing. <laughs> also, the girls wear Disney footies or Disney outfits on Friday, but again, we're not very deep into we're it. Not deep. We started doing that because I don't even remember. I think we started. We started doing to get that. out of the mold of, of yes. just the everyday. So we do things like. You know, we don't just, oh, it's Monday. Oh, we've got just a weekend. We try to do something. We don't something. live for the weekend. Every day is a good day. Everything's, you know, fun. But Fridays, we just, that's just extra. We just did that. But Yeah, we did Disney Friday. I think, I want to say we started doing it during COVID. And, um. Yeah, we weren't going out. Yeah, because we weren't going out. And then it was like a fun way. There's a cookbook that Tony's gotten me called, um. It's like the Parks Foods. Or yeah, the unofficial or, Parks, Park yeah, Food a couple of them. cookbook. couple. recipes of them. Yeah, um, he's got me a few different Disney books, and one of them has recipes in it. We've done the um, the Adventureland spring roll cart. We've made those, like the cheeseburger spring rolls before, too. Um, there's all, like Tony said, a lot of it's like really like heavy, but it's so much fun to do something like that, because you're bringing this the park home. This is out of the box. Like, this is something that it's like you're bringing the park kind of to you. No, definitely. The other thing that we do is... On walks or workouts, listen to the podcast. Like, find your favorite Disney podcast. AKA Hist- Double Dose of Disney. History. Yeah. So, not, other than ours, like, if you have anything else to listen to, you know, there's plenty of it. But we, that's one thing we did starting in COVID. Yeah. We started taking walks in COVID because we were like, um, we need something to do. And then we started listening to different Disney podcasts during that time. Another thing that's, I mean, we're not, we're not very deep in this thing. <laughs> Is we still check all the wait times in the at, yeah we at, do at home to see through. Actually, this is actually a good idea. I was thinking about it. It's not just kind of weird, but you can check the wait time throughout the year just to see how they fluctuate. You don't have to put, you don't have to take anybody else's word for anything. Like you can just check it out. And say hey, at this time is it really like you know? And it may Busy. Be, maybe weird not for some reason not that day or that time of year, but yeah. We've been we've been doing this for years, so like, <laughs> we check it. We just check rant. It's just fun. Like hey, you know, Splash, Splash Mountain has you know a ten minute wait, or you know this is a walk on right now. You know, get get ten minutes at Haunted Mansion. Yeah, just fun. No, that's true too. Yeah, because you're always you like kind of like plugged in the park. Familiar, uh, yeah, just just like seat. for example, familiarize yourself with the app. Big Thunder Mountain has a thirty five minute wait right now, and you could buy a Lightning Lane for it at five fifty five. You can see if something's closed just to make sure you're you know be on anyone. I guess that's I guess that's the good so thing too know. is what you just said. Like you can familiarize yourself with the app. That's something that's always they're always adding stuff too. Yeah, and that's something that I tell my clients all the time is to familiarize yourself with the app before you go. Yeah, they're always putting new buttons on there and things that you see <laughs> show up next time. And if you if you don't only get once a year, I guarantee you there's going to be a list of things on that app that weren't there last time. One of the coolest things in the app, um, since we're talking about it, is if you scroll all the way down, you hit the hamburger sign, scroll all the way down to the bottom, it's cast compliment on there. So you can give people like a cast compliment or something like that too. Help somebody get a raise, folks. Yep, because Disney values that whenever they're giving promotions and stuff like that if somebody compliments them. That's all I have. Well. Currently. Currently. Yeah. We, like we said, we live in the magic of Disney every day. My motto in life is live the life of the YOLO. 
live your life to the fullest every day. Sometimes that's hard because it's like, well, I just, I don't know. Like we, we love Disney World so much. That's what a lot of our lives, like, I don't know. It's just a big part of our lives. But, um, at the same time, like living our fullest life every single day just makes it even that much better when we get there, you know? I mean, here in Texas, we're shut down almost because it's 30 degrees. Right. So we didn't go to church there. We watched it online. And then directly after that, we put on a live, <laughs> a live person running around well, the that's park. That's kind so of man, embarrassing. Back to, back to the real world is what I said this morning. But yeah, I mean, you can, every day doesn't have to be doom and gloom until we get to Disney every time. No, I totally agree. I mean, you're half there when you're not there if you actually do it right. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Double Dose of Disney podcast. Um, be sure to give us a follow on the Double Dose of Disney fam on both Instagram and TikTok. Like I said, I will share over on Instagram this week um, kind of a recap of everything we talked about in case we like move too fast or something like that so you don't have to write it down. And um, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That goes so far to help us continue growing our audience. We are so excited. We have listeners in... 13 different countries, so friends in 13 different countries that are tuning in, and we are so grateful for every single one of you. Um, And we will see you right back here next week. See ya.